2: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Welcome to Highway Live. The key to the no, the Diamond Camino is the Highway. Now, also the it's a special show here on Quotes for Highway Live. Normally, we do a notebook reading every month. We had that last week. We'll have it again next month as well on November 10th. Everyone has the chance to call in and read a Tell us what's going on in the poetry world. But today, no, not that. Today, we'll be announcing the winners of our 16th Annual Poetry Contest. 16 years, my God! I have fingers as old as that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's what we're going to do today. We uh, had a very successful contest this year, and um, I'm super happy to be able to let you know who won. Uh, and what we're going to be doing today is hopefully in a few minutes, talking to at least one of the judges of the contest to get their perspective on uh, on uh, what it was like to participate on that side of the uh, on that side of the contest. Uh, I'm going to give you a bunch of information about how many people entered and uh, the prizes and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, It's going to be awesome. Um, I want to throw some thanks out because uh, uh, the contest could not have happened without the participation of uh, many, many, many people. First of all, I want to thank the sponsors of the contest. This year, we had uh, 37 different sponsors sign on who offered um, tons and tons of prizes and basically uh, made made it possible for us to give a prize to every single person who entered regardless of uh, whether or not they scored in the top whether regardless of whether they won the contest i should say uh, and of course winning means you scored in the top three positions so uh, check out the website poetry click on the contest uh, banner or a link at the top and you'll see the names of all of the individuals and organizations who sponsored the contest um, I think that's it's just the coolest thing about our contest besides potentially winning it is uh, is uh, you'll definitely get something for entering and it helps further the mission of the poetry superhighway which of course is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible so thank you so much sponsors if you're listening sponsors by the way uh, you're probably wondering well what, am, what do I do with my prizes now that uh, now that the contest is over well uh, shortly in the next day or two possibly today we'll see uh, how it all works out this afternoon for me uh, but you'll receive an email from me letting you know where to send the prizes that you donated and then you'll have uh, you, you have two weeks in which to Two weeks in which to get those prizes out. And it's super important that you do that. Two weeks. And equally as important as notifying me when the prizes go out, or I, I'm sorry, equally as important as actually sending the prizes out is notifying me that they've gone out. Because uh, when I hear from you that you've sent the prizes out, well, at that point I'm going to mark you off the roster. And if I don't mark you off the roster after that two weeks is up. Well, you're, you're going to start to get annoying follow-up emails from me that say things like, "Have we crossed in the mail? Did you send those prizes out, etc.? And they get more and more and more annoying. So please, please make a point of sending those prizes out within two weeks of being notified, uh, and uh, and please make sure that you notify me as well when they go out. So, thank you so much sponsors. Besides all of that uh, logistical stuff. Uh, again, uh, you make the contest um, attractive to so many people um, so it's it's so great to have <laughs> to have you all on board. I want to thank everyone who entered as well uh, ninety one poets entered the contest this year, and um, that's a lot of people sending a lot of poems, um, as the judges will testify to. So thank you so much for believing in the contest and uh, and uh, getting your one dollar per poem entry fee in. Um, all of which, as a reminder, um, all of the poems, all of the entry fees taken in, will be divided up among the top three scoring poets. None of none of the money will be kept by me. There are no uh, costs, you know, chopped off the top to running the contest. So uh, you should feel good about that when you enter the contest. We're not. Uh, no one's no one's getting rich here. Doing this uh, we 're getting you know spiritually rich, of course, um, Finally, uh, I want to thank the three judges of our contest who have been reading poems and scoring them for me quite faithfully since. Since July, when the contest started, and um, it 's been quite a workload there uh, you know there were days when no poems come in, there were days when two poems came in, and there were days when a hundred poems uh, came into them and uh, Without fail, all three of our contest judges, um, Lisette Alonzo, Maggie Westland, and William Doresky, um, got the poems uh, sent back to me. Um, in the exactly the format that I that I asked for them, uh, um, etc. And it was incredibly helpful, and they really did uh, yeoman's work there. Um, as a matter of fact, we have one of the judges on the line with us uh, right now. Um, William, are you there?
4: Oh yes, I'm here.
2: <laughs> Great, William. Uh, this is uh, William Duresky. He was one of our contest judges, um, and uh, he was also um a contest entrant last year. Um, it's our practice to ask the uh people who scored in the top positions to uh, to judge the, the subsequent year's contest. So, uh William, I think you were in um in fourth place. I think you were tied for fourth place last year. Um and it was really great to, to have you on board. So thank you so much for all the work that you
4: did. Well I have to do something for my sins. <laughs>
2: I uh, well now I want to know what your sins are but um, I won't put you on
4: oh, no no you don't <laughs> um, you don't but yeah. judging this contest was certainly uh interesting and I I recommend it to uh this year's winners to take their part to you know to do their part and uh take this on if if possible
2: What did you find uh, interesting about it
4: Well um There was a huge variety of poems in terms of um, uh, topics and approach and um, uh, voice and um, so on. And there were certain, uh, you know, well, there were some common shortcomings, I thought, too. I mean, not universal by any means, but, you know, there was some... Issues that I saw with a lot of the poems. And, uh, well, you know, it's it's interesting how it sort of chimed with my own teaching, you know, as I went, you know, from reading all these poems online to going to my poetry workshop at the college where I work and looking at the uh, poems that students were writing. And I, you know, and sometimes you get a, a, you know, there's a strong sense, I think, of, how uh, the age is uh, looking at poetry, or at least a lot of a lot of people are looking at poetry in this particular moment in our history.
5: Hmm.
2: It, and know, I think, you
4: know,
2: you know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: What I was going to say, and I think that what that points to is that we are we sometimes forget that poetry has use for people, for the people who write it. Uh, perhaps even more than for the people who read it, but certainly for certainly for both, the poetry is uh, you know it's it's an aesthetic act, but it's also a, a practical act, a way of organizing you know our, our the way we look at the world and the way we experience things, and that came through uh, that comes through loud and clear when reading you know however many hundred poems we uh, we have, and of course reminded me too that uh, you know for my students as well that poetry isn't just something they write for class it, it, it has use for them not just meaning but I mean use in a very practical psychological sense
2: yeah you know it's uh, I, I, being someone who hosts an open reading uh, I, I certainly get get the sense from uh, a lot of the folks who come to the reading that, that it's not just an art form um, though there are many people who approach it in that sense, but that this is something that really they need to do. I mean, the things that they're writing are, um, you know, just essential to to their, uh, you know, to to dealing with their existence. I guess, which is certainly a, a commonality in, in in poetry. Is it, is that sort of what you're getting at?
4: Yes. I would Can add, you... though, that at the same time many of the people who interest inter, entered the contest uh, would do well to remember that um, the aesthetic dimension of poetry um, is very demanding. <laughs> and I think particularly what I missed in many of the poems that I saw, some of which were had some very good qualities in terms of imagery and, uh, you know, kind of developing an emotional stance, was an inadequate sense of of the line you know that many of the poems had no particular sense of rhythm developed in their line you know developed through the line breaks and arrangement right. you know that it seems sort of arbitrary uh there were many people who thought seemed to think that if you if you make the line short enough it's going to sound like poetry um, And I think, you know, I sometimes messed around with people's poems a little bit in terms of rearranging them, Uh, you know, some poems that particularly interested me. And um, I think that people would benefit sometimes from trying that. You know, just try making your lines a little longer or breaking them a little differently or, you know, working on the rhythm by cutting out a few small words, unnecessary little words, I think some of these poems could have been improved uh, quite a bit by doing that.
2: It's interesting you say, you know, I, I find, uh, you know, I think sort of the insen- essential definition of poetry that I found is that it, it, it's sort of, or at least in terms of something that a line to think about when writing poetry, is that it's about, you know, the economy of language. You know, how can you say what you want to say using as few words as possible? And I've been to workshops and run them myself. In fact, where you know, I've asked people to, you know, c- can you write a poem without any adjectives? Or what words can you take it out to make it work? And I think that's that's what you're speaking to a little bit there. Now you, you mentioned but, some of the yeah, that's the, the, certainly part of it. Yeah, you mentioned some of the shortcomings. What what would you say were some of the elements of of the of the best pieces that you read?
4: Well, first of all, uh, I would say that the best pieces I read didn't have that problem that is the means seemed appropriate you know to the uh, uh, to the to the subject and to the uh, tone and so on that is you know the the rhythm, the line breaks and so on. everything seemed to be working together i think with a when you read a good poem, you have the sense that it really it can't at least easily be improved that it's everything is pretty much in in place and working together as a harmonious whole uh... there were poems there were some poems uh... that i felt were all a step away from that but then there were other poems that you know pretty much uh... were there and uh... you know it's often been described as uh, a kind of click you know when everything falls into place uh, and I have to say i you know in writing my own work i by no means do I always achieve that you know I'm not uh you know in a way i i whenever I talk about the faults of somebody else's poetry, I, I have to admit that in some sense I'm always talking about the shortcomings of my own uh, you know none of us none of us are perfect, and um uh, and not very many poems are perfect either. It's just well, a matter of coming as close as you can.
2: Right. Well, that's good news to hear from a poetry teacher, you know, one of the, uh, the you know, the, that you, you know, you, to sort of admit to your own you know, shortcomings, I guess, in, in, in your own writing. And I think that, that, that sort of humanizes you as a teacher as well. So um, thanks for saying that. I think we have, um, Maggie, are you on the line? Eight oh five area code. No. Okay. Um. Sorry, I thought I, I thought we had Maggie Westlin on the online or one of our other uh, judges, but we don't. Um. Okay. So, um. Listen, Bill. Any other comments you want to make about um about uh, participating in the contest?
4: Well, only that I would say that uh, I think people who are listening. Uh, i assume that most of the people listening are people who entered the contest and i i have to say that writing a poem i think writing a poem is always a a positive thing to do with one's you know with one's life and a kind of um, uh well i think it, it involves a kind of faith and in, in the world that there's still possibilities out there that we can still um uh, yeah, we can still function comfortably as human beings and get things done. You know, no matter what's going on in the political world or whatever else. So keep it up.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's a uh, yeah, that's nice. I, I, I guess uh, you're going back to what you initially said. It, it prevents you from doing your sins.
4: Well, it, <laughs> he, it keeps it, you uh, off the streets. You know, keeps me off the streets. Yes.
2: Well, Bill, thank you so much for um, all the work that you did. Um, it, it was a lot of poems. It was 536, which is uh, more than we've had in the, in the last few years. So it was really a, a big chunk of, of work to do, and I, I uh, very much appreciate that you uh, that you did it. And, and in, in fact, hearkening back to last year, that you that you thought enough of the contest to participate as an entrant as well. And I hope you do so again next year. All right. All right. Thanks again, Bill. Take it easy.
4: Okay. You're welcome. All
2: right. All right. I, th- I got 8.05 back. I think... Um, Maggie, is that you? Yes, Rick. It's me. Hello. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm good. Are we on the air?
2: We are on the air. This is uh, Maggie Westland, uh, um, another one of our contest judges who made it in. I just finished talking with uh, with William Doreski, um, living on the other side of the country um, from you, and and basically... Uh, I don't know if you, if you have the chance to listen, but I'd love to know what your uh, your thoughts are from uh, having uh, having just uh, completed judging the uh, contest.
1: I really enjoyed it, and I'm really glad it's finished because we had so many poems. It was great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of poems. You know, I, one of the things that I mentioned to uh, the judges in in the initial invitation to judge the contest is is that there are a lot of poems. And that you'll probably begin to hate poetry by the end of the contest, now did that happen?
1: No, I did not hate poetry, but I hated judging poetry for a short period of time <laughs> <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair
2: enough um so you read all of these poems um and uh it, it, what are your what are your what are your comments about the body of work that you read but, uh, Bill was nice enough to say. You know, just in a generic sense, and not calling out any particular poem, but some of what he thought the shortcomings were of some of the work. You know, the the elements that made them not so strong. So I'd love to hear that from you, as well as as what you think was were, were some of the great things about what you read.
1: Well, I think what what struck me is that there were a lot of good poems. There were very few very bad poems, and there were very few very good poems. There was not exactly a bell-shaped curve, but there were almost like three piles to begin with. I know we used a lot of really complicated algorithms for judging, but I found myself simply taking them into um, low, medium, and high. <laughs> sort of. It, this was the only way I could handle the volume, is to start with a sort of basket, and then describe <laughs> why they fell into those instead of why they were each different from each other. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And... The middle ones, they were all excellent, and it was easy to say, I can't judge between A, B, or C there, but when I got a really, really good one, I knew it, and I don't know whether it's, it's a sense of, it holds together, and it either tells a story or fills an emotional space, or the good ones, they just felt like they were, they were there where they should be, <laughs> In other words, it wasn't something you could Quantitate (laughs) At the end of the day
2: Gotcha, gotcha So, I mean, if you were, like, are you able To get, and I don't mean to put you on the spot And no is a perfectly good answer to this question But in, you know, are there any Like real specifics that, That people who entered the contest could hear And say, you know, if you there were a couple of times when this happened, uh, you know, in a poem, and I, I wish that that didn't happen, or, or people didn't seem to notice this or that, you know, that, that might be helpful. Yeah, there,
1: there were the ones that were cliffhangers on the very edge of being the best, and those people I became a very harsh judge of because I knew I had to whittle down, but right. things that, that got on my nerves at that level were, well, if only they had proofread it and hadn't left mistakes in there, or if only they had maybe pruned a few not-quite-necessary words, or maybe they could have realized that it was in meter except in one place. (laughs) There were tiny little errors that made a difference at that point.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, that's... I, I you know I wish people th- that just seems to be the most common sense thing to not send poems in with mistakes in them you know and I I did not edit the poems I sent them to to you guys exactly as they were sent in and as you know I skimmed through them I, I certainly noticed some of these things and thought gosh you know that's the judges are going to notice that but that you know if you're entering a contest this is really on you to send the best possible work and and to proofread it just as you said.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you had to say was this someone trying to be clever and make up a new word but most of the time you could tell the difference between neologisms and just plain mistakes.
2: <laughs>
5: right.
1: Cool. Well, um
2: any anything else you'd like to 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 say about the uh, about the experience of having done this, the the workload or are you happy that you did it?
1: Oh, I'm totally happy that I did it. And I have to say that I feel like I can judge my own poems better after having done this. Really? And next time I enter a contest with some of mine, I'll make sure to proofread and look for mistakes and uh, think about my own rhythm and think about whether, as an external person, I would see what I see differently, stepping outside of myself.
2: <laughs> right. Well... Well done. Um, it was a heck of a lot of, a po- a lot of poems to, uh, to score, especially during the last couple of weeks when the volume increased so much, and I was so happy to have you on board, and I, I really appreciate that you, uh, you accepted the challenge to do this, and I, I hope you choose to participate in the contest next year.
1: And can I add, for anyone who entered, always keep going. Do not let one contest stop you entering, because you could have been a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can add that. Yes. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Maggie.
2: Have a great rest of your day.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Maggie Westland. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Uh, Well, that's not it. That's it from the judges. Uh, And now we're going to get to the point where I'm going to tell you a bunch of statistics about the contest, and then I'm going to tell you who scored in the top ten positions. And if you happen to hear... Your name and your bio phone, please call in and read your poem. Now, let me be clear here: do not call in uh, the show today um, just to read a poem. This is uh, the, the, if you're not one of the names of these top ten scoring poets. This is not the open reading. Um, uh, I don't want to have one of those awkward moments like we did last year, where someone called in to read a poem, uh, thinking that was the open reading because they weren't really listening, and I had to just send them away. Uh, so, so please um, call in if you hear your name in one of these top ten scoring positions. And the number to call in is 646-716-7362. And uh, hopefully we'll have time to get to everyone who uh, – who uh, there's actually a lot of people. I mean, there's only three people who won the contest, but in fourth through tenth places, there there are ties for every single one of those Uh, So we'll see uh, how many of those folks are listening, uh, et cetera, and we'll try to get to as many of you as possible. So some quick uh, numbers on the contest. As mentioned, we had 536 contest entries this year sent in by 91 poets. Uh, By comparison, last year we had 498 poems sent in by I'm sorry that's less uh, it was 466 poems uh, sent in by uh, 93 poets so a couple more poets entered last year uh, than this year but we had significantly more um, contest uh, entries i remember someone last year saying someone who won the contest last year saying you know they were kind of trying to play the odds by entering a lot of poems hoping that one of them would surface whereas uh, some of you just entered one poem and that was that was fine too Um, we had uh, 37 sponsors that's a few more sponsors than last year we had 34 last year donating 85 prizes Uh, now I know what you're saying 91 poets and 85 prizes well how do we make sure that everyone gets a prize well don't worry we have some reserves some prize reserves uh, so uh, everyone will get something for entering a book of poetry etc you can see the long list of prizes again on the website um, speaking of the people who entered we had people entering from um, all over the world um, of course the Poetry Highway is a United States based uh, uh, well I guess it's not really it's it's a, it's, a, it's a website which means it's for the whole world but I'm in the US um, and most of the people who participate in it are from the US but certainly uh, by no means um, uh, all of them um, so um, that having been said um We had poets entering, of course, from the United States, also from Australia, Belgium, Canada, Germany, Ireland, Israel, Qatar, our first uh, poetry entry from Qatar, um, Singapore and the United Kingdom. So all of those different countries were represented by um, entries to our contest this year. Very exciting to have people from literally all over the world enter the contest. Many, Not just many, many uh, countries, but many continents represented. Very cool. How about the scores of the contest? Well, we're going to get to the exact scores of the top ten positions in a minute, but um, here's some averages for you. So um, the average poem score. Um, and I should mention uh, quickly, the lowest possible score was zero, and the highest possible score was 15. Um, the poems were sent to the judges blindly with uh, the author's name removed. Uh, very often, there were many poets represented in the batches that were sent to via judges on a daily basis. So they had no idea who entered, who, whose poems they were reading. They had no idea except for determining based on reading and, and style, etc., you know, whether the poems that they were reading were poems, uh, you know, in a particular batch by one poet or many poets, etc. So each judge would score the poems between zero and five points using quarter-point intervals, and uh, and they'd send the the title of the poems back to me with the score next to it. So those uh, the three judges would uh, their scores were added together, and that led to the final score for that poem. Um, And this year, in fact, it was the final score uh, because in the past we've had ties in that first round of scoring for the top three scoring positions. But this year that didn't happen. The three poems that won the contest were the three highest scoring poems without any tie among the three of them or any other poems. So this is the first year in quite some time that we haven't had to have a, a second round of scoring for the top three positions, so the average poem score of the 536 poems—again, the lowest possible zero, highest possible 15—was 8.0457. That is um, the uh, that was the average score for the poem for uh, for this year's contest. Last year, um, slightly higher than last year, it was eight points. Um, that is, this year was slightly higher. Looking at the last several years since I've started keeping track of this in 2006, the highest average score we had was actually in 2006, and it was 9.032 points. And the lowest average score I've seen uh, is was the following year in 2007, was 5.938 points. So this was among the higher average scores this year, 8.0457 points per poem. Um, So, speaking specifically of the actual scores that individual poems got, um, this year, the highest score received out of 15 points was 12.5 points, Um, and uh, compared to last year, uh, last year's highest score was 13.75 points, Um, and the highest score I've seen in um, uh, in this contest since I've been keeping track, the highest score for an individual poem is, I'm sorry, has been 14 points. There you go. So we're not too far off that, from that. This year, the highest scoring poem, which was the winning poem, scored 12.5 poems. So how about the lowest score? Again, the lowest possible score was zero. We've never had um, a score as low as that um, for a poem in our contest since I've been keeping track of this set. But this year, the lowest poem, the lowest scoring poem, scored 1.75 points. Um, that is uh, among the lowest of the lowest scores of the last several years. The very lowest score a poem has ever received was in uh, 2007. It was 0. 0.5 points and um, and the highest of the lowest scores was in two thousand and ten when the lowest scoring point poem was uh, three point two five points. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're ready. Um, I'm now going to tell you the top ten scoring uh, uh, poems or, or poets uh, uh, positions. I'm going to tell you the scores, and I'm going to uh, tell you the name of the poet and the title of the poem as well so again if you are listening uh, if, if that is if you are because of course you are listening but if you happen to hear your name uh, I want you to call in and I'll give you the chance to read your poem uh, only if you've scored in these top 10 positions are you ready ladies and gentlemen in 10th place and the 10th place uh, score was 9.75 points in 10th place, that we have a tie of three poets from Topanga, California. Uh, okay, just already I haven't said any names and I see a phone in the switchboard. So I'm going to hang up on you, person in the switchboard, because only people calling, you should only call in if you hear your name read. Okay, this is not an open reading today. This is only for people who scored in the top 10 positions. All right. I know the suspense is killing me. I'm literally dying here. And that's crazy because I know who won the contest. In 10th place with 9.75 points, a tie, three people tied, from Topanga, California, for her poem, Love Letter to a Saucy Sibling, Jean Colonimus. From Morgantown, West Virginia, for her poem, too Small Kitchen, Raina Momen. And from Merritt Island, Florida, for her poem, "Luperca's Dream, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, Stephanie Mesler. Congratulations to three of you for scoring in 10th place in the Poetry Superhighway Contest. So if you're listening, Jean, Raina, or Stephanie, please call in. We'd love to hear your poem. All right. Moving on to 9th place. Ninth place was uh, only a quarter point difference from tenth place, and that's the case with actually most of these uh, most of these score differences between the different positions. It was a very close contest. Again, we know already that the highest scoring poem was twelve point five points, and the lowest scoring poem of in tenth place was nine point seven five. So go up just a quarter a point for each interval, and that's how close this contest was. So in ninth place, we have a tie. Six people scored ten points for their poems. From Ventura, California, Diana Blackburn for her poem, Eggshell Hearts and Broken Notes. Congratulations, Diana, for scoring in ninth place. Also in ninth place with ten points for her poem, Forgiveness from Fort Collins, Colorado, Kate Bright. From Hawthorne, California, for his poem, Pilgrimage, David Slavin. Congratulations, David. David's someone who's actually calls into Poetry Superhighway Live periodically. I bet you're even listening now. Maybe, who knows. Also in ninth place, from Lake Forest, California, for the poem, Benediction to the Earth, Robbie Nestor. Also in ninth place, from Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, Southern California, well-represented in ninth place. For the poem, I want... Oh, I'm never going to be able to, able to pronounce this word. I want Laubauten heels. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not up on the different kinds of heels there are. The, um, the poet Alexis Roan fancher Alexis, congratulations. And finally, in ninth place, not in California... <laughs> from Singapore, ladies and gentlemen. For the poem, The Old Schoolyard, Desmond Khan Zhecheng Day. A name I'm quite confident is pronounced in a completely different way than I just mentioned. Congratulations to all our ninth place poets. Let's see, we have a caller on the line. Let's see, um, see who we have. Caller from the... 310 area code. Who's this?
6: This is Dave Slavin.
2: Hey, David. How you doing?
6: Very good.
2: Congratulations. Even better now. Scoring in ninth place in the contest. Thank you. Would you like to read, do you have your poem uh, handy, Pilgrimage?
6: I do. Let's hear it. Okay, I just got to scroll down. Oh, there, there it is. Okay, Pilgrimage. I've come aground at Capitol Reef, in Mormon country, somewhere between the crippled spires of Bryce, the sullen arches of Moab, nowhere near Zion. The story in Hanksville goes, the ridge was spilled from a pocket, became the folds of a rust-red coat cast off by a minor god. One snowy fold harbors my shadow, it shivers in the pallid light. It's too cold to choose which half to warm by a timid fire, the sun long gone and still too early to hole up against the night beneath a thin plastic sheet. Past my breath, past this poor excuse for a bivouac, I see the Mazda, remind myself it has a heater, gas in the tank. I clamber in, turn the key motor into a dry wash, navigate igneous cliffs. I fumble a cassette into the tape deck, monks begin to chant the requiem mass. I grope for the switch to the sunroof. It opens to let in the darkness. A ghostly mane billows across the vault of the sky. An unseen arm reaches down, lets loose a handful of stars toward my fingers, the fingers of a chance pilgrim raised up into the void.
2: Great job, David. That's a great poem. I'm glad it did so so well in the contest. All right, I'm gonna let you go because I want to. I got a lot to get through today, but uh, call in again. I look forward to hearing you in the open mic. Cool. All right, that was David Slavin uh, reading his ninth place scoring poem. I also have a caller from the nine four nine area code on the line. Hello. Hi. Hi, who's it's this? It's me.
7: It's Robbie Nestor. How are you? Hey, Robbie.
2: Good. Congratulations well, on that place. Well, thank you.
7: Yeah, thank you. That's that's great. Uh, I've got my poem. I'd like to read it for you. It's Benediction to the Earth. Let your broad back bear the weight of all human sorrows. Let the cumulonimbus, already freighted with rain, carry our heavy regrets, dropping them where they hurt no one, over the desert or a field of shocked grain. Let the tides smooth away all brokenness. Let the sun gild us by day in warm light, and the moon's cool cool palm calm our fever. Bring us the chambered face of the sunflower and the composite eye of the fly. Resolve all that is far away and all that is too close. Open the sky's great wings, blue as a morpho, and bring us peace.
2: Very nice. I'm, I'm feeling a wave of peace come over me just as I uh, <laughs> let the last line uh, envelop me. Thanks so much, uh, Robbie, for entering the contest, and congratulations.
7: Well, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity, and I'll see yep. you around.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
7: All, <laughs> All right. right. That was it.
2: Bye. That was uh, Robbie Nestor um, Those were our ninth place poets Alright we're moving on ladies and gentlemen To 8th place uh, Normally during the open reading I, There's a lot more space for me to talk with people uh, When we do the regular Poetry Superhighway live shows And I want to hear what's going on in your world et But I, we have 8th we have <clears throat> through 1st place to get to I don't know how many people are going to call in So forgive me for uh, rushing you off During this particular show Um, All right. Eighth place, ladies and gentlemen. Eighth place was 10.25 points. We have three poets who tied in eighth place. Um, In eighth place from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Sari Krasinski with her poem, Kaddish. Also from Whittier, California, Daniel McGinn. Congratulations, Daniel, for his poem, Rainstorm. And finally, in eighth place, Nancy John Paymont with her poem, Tunisia at Ramadan. Fall before Arab Spring. She's from Thousand Oaks, California. So congratulations, Sari Daniel and Nancy Nancy Jean, for for uh, for scoring an eighth place with ten point two five points. Um, if any of you are listening, please do call in All seven three six two. All right, moving on. Seventh place, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have six poets tied. 7th place with 10.5 points in that uh, first and only round of scoring <laughs> from Stillwater, Oklahoma in 7th place, Christine Nichols with her poem Washing from Abbotsford, British Columbia for her poem What Have You on Sunday Afternoon Maureen Donatelli I'll tell you what we have on Sunday afternoon we have the winners of our contest Sorry, I'm, I'm just a little excited. Also in seventh place, from Berkeley, California, James Diaz for his poem Orange Juice and Coffee. From Esco, Minnesota for her poem One, Liz Manette. From Chetwynd, British Columbia for her poem Waves, Ruth Hill. And finally in seventh place, from Mattis Hall, Norfolk, United Kingdom. Rosalind J. Lee for her poem Refuge. Congratulations, seventh place. Well done. If any of you happen to be listening, feel free to call in to share your poem the number 646-716-7362. Moving on to sixth place. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. In sixth place, we have two poets. Two poets each of whom scored 10.75 points, just a quarter point above seventh place. From Flagstaff, Arizona, with her poem, The Last White Thing, Consuelo Marshall. Congratulations, Consuelo. Well done. Great title, too, The Last White Thing. Also in sixth place, the last poet in sixth place, from Los Angeles, California, for her poem, Bain-Marie, Marie Le Crevin. congratulations, Marie, well done, sixth place. If either of you are listening, please call in, I'd be more than happy to have you read your poems on the air. Alrighty, moving along, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to crack the top five. Are you ready? It reminds me, uh, I was having a lunch earlier today and and our kid who's five uh, was in the bathroom and my wife and I are sitting there listening to, uh, well, we're just sitting there eating our lunches and he's in the bathroom and we hear him call from the bathroom, Mommy, can you come in here and help me loosen my pants? I'm not sure why this reminded me of that now that I think about it but uh, maybe there was just I guess I was just going to suggest to all of you who are feeling a lot of anticipation that you should loosen your pants a little bit you know just to help you deal with that <laughs> alright ladies and gentlemen in 5th place 11 points this was our biggest tie category we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 9, 10. 12 poets in 5th place That's a lot of people who scored 11 points. So I'm going to run through them rather quickly. From Sonoma, California, for his poem, Florence, Shotzi Gorman. From Hedgesville, West Virginia, for her poem, Violet, former contest winner and judge, Amber Decker. Congratulations, Amber. Thanks for entering the contest again. From Fort Collins, Colorado, With her poem, Coats and Spoons, Kate Bright. From, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. From Strachan, Banchery, Aberdeenshire, United Kingdom. Sean Lindsay for her poem, Irishman. (laughs) From Brussels, Belgium, a place I can pronounce. For the poem, Lonely Man's Theme, Daryl Davis. From Memphis, Tennessee, for the poem, What Remains at Big Creek, Buxton Wells. From Redmond, Washington, for the poem, If You Have Ever Lost Something, Find This, Teresa Stokes, T.L. Stokes. <clears throat> From Clackama, Oregon, for the poem, Your Party Invitation Just Arrived, Carolyn Martin. From Berlin, Germany, for the poem, "Miss Betty Marula Blades. I should really ask for a pronunciation guide when I ask you guys to enter the contest. Uh, Also, in fifth place from San Jose, California, for the poem Terrorism, Mary Easton Kennedy. From From Santa Maria, California, for the poem City Square, August, Charles Thielman from Oakview California for the poem directions Fernando Salinas congratulations to all of you who scored in fifth place all 12 of you Wow we should have a rumble where the all 12 of you just just poem it out one of my better ideas thank you all right we have a caller uh, uh, from the uh, four two four two five area code hi
5: Hi, Rick. It's uh, T.L. Stokes.
2: Hi. Keeping us safe from Canada uh, up there in Redmond, Virginia. Washington.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not quite at the border.
2: (laughs) Well, we need a buffer. You know, we need uh, the second line of defense. Let's hear your, your poem.
5: All right. The title is, If You Have Ever Lost Something, Find This and it's about a golden eagle. We are not so different, you and I. I am the child who was lost in footprints of snow disappearing in the field before the woods came. Look into my eyes, each fiber and feather folded into a matching bouquet, like the glossy tendril, a memory of fingernail and petal lips sifted from fire of a heart burned down, fashioned once more in the womb of the earth into eagle me. See, I am the child returning on a day the spirits play the downy game. I am every baby and child in chocolate feathers, witness to the woods filling with the watery poem, scissored lace parting from space unpinned from the skirt of the sky makes my eyes light first you hear the empty hand of silence then the tickle of an almost weightless thing slow drum without effort gathering speed so slow you almost sleep until it catches quickens the fiddle in the closet of the heart From whose hands above me lets it fall from such a dizzy height, I look just like you as a child, open-tongued like me, tasting the vanilla white cloud, the world before it was painted, and God was a child, dreaming of what he could do with water.
2: Wow, as always, T.L. Thank you so much for calling in, and congratulations on, uh, on fifth place this year.
5: Thank you,
2: Rick. Take it easy. Um, T.L. Stokes from uh, up in Washington. Um, all right, we have a caller from the 310 area code. Hi.
0: Hello.
2: Marie.
8: Hey, Rick. I recognize your you totally voice. Made, thank you. you totally made my month and the judges, too. Thank you. May I read my poem? I won't Please take do. long. <laughs> no, thank you. It's called Bain Marie, which was actually invented by a, a Jewish alchemist named Maria Prophetisa. And it goes like this. In Maria P.'s soul kitchen, it sits in the back of the stove next to the teapot to be employed on the following occasions. Holidays and cross-quarters, weddings and funerals, and emergencies like when the heart is broken. This is the time to put yourself in the capable hands of Madame Maria P. She will make you tea and read you stories from the Book of Life while your heart, enclosed in copper and stainless steel, simmers in aqua vitae. When your heart is healed, it will be carefully placed and sewn back into your chest with the admonition, when you join the male with the female, you'll find nothing but trouble. Thank you so much, Rick, and thank the judges, too. I'm really happy.
2: Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you entered, and congratulations to you. I just saw your Facebook post last year. You scored in 10th place. You are indeed moving on up.
8: Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, t- take it easy. That was uh, Marie Crevan calling from here in uh, Los Angeles, reading um, her poem, one of the poems that uh, tied in fifth place. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the top four. So here it is, fourth place with 11.25 points. We have three poets who's, who uh, scored in this position, and they are from Manchester, New Hampshire, for the poem The Breakfast Room, Hannah Dow. Congratulations, Hannah. From Matula, Israel. With 11.25 points for the poem "Attention Deficit," John Michael Simon. Congratulations, John Michael. And finally, in fourth place from Ohi, California, for the poem "Downtime," Mr. Scott Charles. Congratulations, Scott. Fourth place. If either of the three of you are li- either, if any of the three of you are listening, please call in 646-716. 7362 I would love to hear your poem and now ladies and gentlemen it is time to announce the winners of this year's contest the people who scored in the top three positions unless of course one of the number four people are going to call in in which case I would put them on the air right away sorry I love dragging this out this is, this is the you know, this is, I look forward to this all year this is my fun for the year people let me have this. All right. So these are the people who won the contest. These are the people who will divide up the entry fees, the $536 in entry fees that were uh, that were uh, uh, taken in by all of you who entered all of your poems. Uh, the third place winner will win $107.20. That's 20% of all the entry fees taken in. The second place winner will win $160.80. Uh, which is 30% of the money taken in. And the first place winner will win $268. Not bad for one poem, uh, uh, which is 50% of the uh, money taken in. All three poems will be published online on the Poetry Superhighway shortly, in about nine minutes, as a matter of fact. Uh, So you'll be able to read them in their entirety. And if any of the three winners happen to be listening when they hear their names, I'd love for you guys to call in and, and read your poem as well. So, rising to the top in the very first round of scoring. No tie whatsoever. A skipping a full half point above the fourth place spot. Fourth place spot was 11.25 points. Fifth play, uh, third place spot is 11.75 points. From St. Louis, Missouri. For the poem, So Fingertips Kiss, Donal Mahoney. Congratulations, Donal well done you have won third place in the 16th annual poetry superhighway contest if you happen to be listening please call in 646-716-7362 in second place ladies and gentlemen with 12 points winner of $160.80 Oh wait, hold on. We've got someone calling from the four oh eight area code. Let's see who this is. Hello, four oh eight. Hey, R-
0: Rick, hi. I'm sorry the lady is still speaking. It's Mary Easton. Hi Mary. Hi.
2: You tied for fifth place. On, Do you have your phone?
0: Yes. It's I can still hear the lady speaking though. Is she has she done the other one? You know, that was you,
2: when you're when you're calling in, don't listen mm-hmm. to the computer. Listen on the phone. You should turn the volume down.
0: I'm sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. But uh, but let's hear
2: that poem uh, right now, because we're we're running short of time. Okay, thank
0: you. Okay. Terrorism as seen through the eyes of a little boy. In the doorway, a gun-tipped shadow points toward his face. Yesterday, he saw death along a railroad track. Two heads, four bodies, one arm. Expect a storm before nightfall, the soldier tells him. I want a piece of bread with butter. I want to take a nap. Only fools hear the rhythm of war's rhapsody, his uncle yells from upstairs. Run, run, the boy tells the stray dog perched in the alleyway where his family once gossiped. He doesn't flinch when a storefront window explodes all too familiar with the geography of fractured glass. As the setting sun drapes a curtain across a hundred little hatreds, stunned pigeons scatter toward the heavens like a handful of black umbrellas. He draws a bunny in the dirt with his toe, circle ears, circle face, square belly, a long craggy tail. The soldier starts to erase it, then doesn't, praising him for knowing how to stay within the lines
2: nice job Mary thank you so much for calling in thanks for entering the contest and okay. congratulations thank you on for all place. you
0: do okay bye
2: my pleasure bye again sorry to rush people off we've only got so much time in this hour and I want to make sure to actually announce who won so we already know that Donald Mahoney won uh, third place in the contest from St. Uh, Louis Missouri in second place with 12 points from Ojai, California Aaron Gardner for the poem Goose Down So cool, Aaron. Congratulations. Well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Oh, and if you're listening, Aaron, call in right now. I'd love to hear your poems, 646-716-7362. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. Uh, We skip up a full half point in score up to 12.5 points. Uh, The winner of the contest. I'm so excited about this. I can't even tell you. Are you ready for this? I, I keep forgetting to upload a drum, drum roll effect. If you could all, in your homes right now, make a drum roll effect, I'd really appreciate it. I'll oh, wait a second. Did you do it? Okay. With 12.5 points, in first place, the winner of the contest, winner of $268, from Los Angeles, California. For the poem, Notes from the Graveyard Shift, Douglas Richardson. Congratulations, Douglas. Well done. So happy to have you at the top of the contest. Uh, If you happen to be listening, Douglas, call in right now, 646-716-7362. I would love to uh, hear you read your poem live in the three minutes we have left. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That was, uh, oh wait, someone from 805 is calling in. Let's see who it is. 805, hi.
3: Hi, it's Aaron Gardner.
2: Hey, Aaron, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great, thanks.
2: (laughs) Congratulations on winning on second place.
3: Thank you, thank you.
2: I have Um, a little less than than three minutes in the show. Is your poem, can you read it? Is it a shorter one? Yeah, it's pretty
3: short. All right, let's go right I can do it real quick. Okay, goose down. His words had weight, each one making it just past numbed lips, only to crash onto the formica top of the desk between us, gouged deep by the scratching of countless pens. We both stared at them sitting there on the table, bold, harsh, they dared me to hold, dared him to believe in their existence. "'I'll have to hide my father's gun,' he said, words clattering like spent shells at his feet. "'It's too tempting.'" my heart and silence broke like a fever and i spoke without thinking i told him a story about birds how a single canadian goose will fly down with an injured comrade while the flock flies on and wait until he recovers enough to continue and as i spoke the color returned to his face like mercury rising the pressure of holding all those leaden words for so long gave way he sighed like a steam engine into his elbows scooped each word carefully into steady hands one he lingered over broken half handed me the remains when he returns from the place one must go with words like these i will remove the half from my pocket i will light a fire and we will dance like only weightless people can like geese returning to the flock
2: i want to go to a weightless dance party i can tell you that right now
3: <laughs>
2: aaron i got to let you go cuz i got a minute left in the show congratulations awesome. on second place um Thank uh, so i want to get you want to get you to come down and read at the Cobalt at some point. Um, I love the poem, loved hearing you read it, and congrats again. Thank you so much. Sure it was Aaron Gardner from Ojai, California reading the second place poem Goose Down um, all three of these poems are going to be posted in just about a minute on the Poetry Superhighway website thank you to everyone who entered the contest thank you to the 91 of you who entered uh, 536 poem, poems thank you so much to our 37 sponsors for making the contest possible look for an email for me in the next day or so about where to send your prizes to um, and don't forget to notify me after you sent them and thank you a huge amount to our three judges Lisette, Alonso. So, Maggie Westland and William Doresky, uh, who read uh, dutifully all 536 poems and sent them back uh, scored. Our next Poetry Superhighway live show will be next month, Sunday, November 10th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. It will be an open reading. Anyone can call in and read anything you want, and we'll chat a while. won't be so rushed as today's show. Thanks, everyone, for participating in this contest, for making it such a huge success, and for continuing to participate in Poetry Superhighway stuff. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.